0: Hi guys, welcome to Code Blue, the podcast to guide junior doctors through their first years of training and also an RMOA Blacktown Hospital initiative. For those who don't know me, my name is Crittman and I'm a current resident at Blacktown Hospital. And I'm joined by my lovely, lovely co-host and fellow resident, Miss Hilla, who was also on the podcast last week. Hey, Miss, how are you going?
1: I'm good. How are you? Thank you really? for that intro. No
0: worries. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you had a lovely intro for me last week, so I had to repay the favour. Mm. <laughs> um, how are you going?
1: I'm good. I had a pretty chill week last week and I'm enjoying my weekend. What about you?
0: Yep, same. Oh, actually, no, last week was a bit busy, actually which is why this makes this weekend a bit more um, special because it was a lot more relaxing and I've had time for myself, so it's been really good.
1: That's good. Um, I just want to take this time to say thank you to everybody who's listening and tuned in. What a great response, don't you reckon?
0: It was awesome. Like, we literally had people coming up to us and talking to us about the podcast, giving us good good feedback and also some constructive feedback as well, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. That's what we want to hear. And um, do you want to reveal the special, um, the numbers that we've run? The
1: numbers. So, for those of you who haven't heard us brag about this yet, (laughs) we actually reached over 100 plays. So that is
0: amazing. That
1: is surpassed my expectations. So thank you everybody Same. for tuning in and giving us yeah a lot of support and feedback. Um, we're taking what you've all said on board and hopefully we can come up with lots of more great content.
0: Yeah, definitely. And um, guys, keep the feedback coming. Whether mm-hmm. it be telling us in person, Facebook, um,
1: Instagram, M-
0: Microsoft Teams, yeah, anything. Please, please keep responding. Keep telling us what we can do to make this podcast more about you guys, so we can create content that's better suited for you. Because at the end of the day, this is what this podcast is for, to make sure that you guys are getting the appropriate information Mm -hmm. that you guys want to hear.
1: Yes, I agree. The whole reason we're starting this is to, you know, bridge that gap. And yeah, try to educate JMOs where they feel that knowledge is lacking. So this um, this episode today is actually going to be a bit of a follow-up from last episode. Last week mm-hmm. we talked about how to do uh, good documentation and also a little bit of, bit of a crash course on DVT prophylaxis. And we had a lot of people come up to us and ask, hey, you know, it's really great that you taught us what to do on the ward round, but it'd be really helpful if we got a bit of an idea or some advice on what to do when you get there in the morning and what to do after the ward round. and how to go about, you know, prioritizing your jobs and what to do before you go home. So that's what we're going to touch on today.
0: Yep. And uh, we're also going to talk a bit more about Mm well-being and making sure that you guys take care of yourself as well. Um, Do you want to start us off? yeah, Yeah, on that note, let's just get started with that, actually. So as you guys all know, as me and Myth also know, medicine, working in the field of medicine is a very, very stressful field at times, especially when you have... Limited time for work-life balance as well. Sometimes you're working over 14 hours a day and it can get very stressful. So I think there's a couple of things we can all do to kind of make sure that we all feel good about ourselves and help others, other people feel good as well. My biggest my biggest takeaway messages about mental health and well-being mm-hmm. would be make sure if you see someone who's struggling or see someone who needs help make sure you please help them. This might be on the ward round or if someone messages in the group chat on Microsoft Teams or sends you a message on Facebook or whatever it may be, it's just very important to help other people out. At the end of the day, we're one big team and it can be very, very stressful. So I know I've personally had a very great, supportive Mm -hmm. bunch of people I've worked with, especially my first term as an intern, super stressed out as I'm sure a lot of you are right now. And my resident, my red, shout out to Mm -hmm. them. They did a great job as making sure that I was well looked after and well supported. So I I think I'm personally going to try and emulate this, um, for all my interns who I'll be working with and other residents. And even if I don't work with you, I'm just going to be making sure that you guys are doing good on the board. So I think that's something we can all do. We're all one big team. And, um, yeah, it's important to look after yourselves.
1: Yeah, I just want to echo everything that you've been saying. I think mental health for doctors is something that we need to, you know, keep the conversation going about. So that's something that we're going to try to promote with the ROA podcast as well. And I just want to say if you are struggling at work and you don't know who to go to, I'm always here as well. We are, you know, here to advocate for JMOs and mm-hmm. it's somebody else that will be really great to talk to would be our D-Pets. So Dr. Jeremy Brown and Dr. Stephen Teo, shout out to Jeremy Brown for tuning into the podcast last yes. week as well. But they are such a supportive team and I know with issues that I've had that i have escalated to them in the past, you know, have been sorted out. So I just want to say that they are a great source of support as well. So please don't hesitate to contact them and let them know if you've got anything that you want to talk about.
0: Yep. And another thing is make sure you don't lose hobbies. Make Mm. sure you don't make sure you guys have, if you have any hobbies, whether it be sports arts and crafts, whatever it may be, you guys still stay in tune with this. Very important to de-stress with these hobbies at the end of the day. Speaking of hobbies, Myth, is there anything you've done for yourself this week?
1: So what have I done this week to help prevent burnout? Mm-hmm. I have actually joined a dance class with some of my oh, girlfriends nice. from high school. Yeah, so we've just joined something on the weekend, um, just an hour of our time to catch up and do something fun and active. What about you? What have you done this week to help prevent burnout?
0: Um, so I actually I found the recording the podcast last week actually quite a way to de stress it and give me time mm. to bit reflect on what we've done over the last year. But um, this is going to sound really weird, but what something I've done to help de stress is do you know at woolies when you buy groceries and you get the little pot plants and stuff now?
1: Mm-hmm. I've
0: actually been like growing them and that's been really fun for oh, some reason. Guys. So,
1: right. Yeah. Right. yeah, that's cool. So, good on you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. That's been good fun. And um another way, guys, you can make sure that you look after yourselves and your well being is come to RMOA events. Yes. So, Miss, I think you've got an announcement.
1: Yes. Are there any events coming up? Yes. So the ROA is uh, in conjunction with some of our consultants from the hospital. We're hosting the MDH Case-Based Learning Day. So Case-Based Learning Day is an academic event. It's on the 27th of March, which is a Saturday. And basically it's a whole day where we've got different consultants from different specialties giving interactive presentations on common cases for junior doctors. So examples are how to manage a patient's uh, who needs NIV on the ward or how to deal with the elderly patient who becomes hypotensive and hypoxic. So I think mm-hmm. it'll be a really, really great day with such a great speaker lineup. So if you're interested in coming along, it's completely free and all you need to do is go to com.
0: Lovely. And guys, if you see Myth, make sure you give her a round of applause, a high-fiver or something, because she's worked tirelessly to get this event up and running.
1: Thank you so much. I, I think it'll be a good day. So please, if you're keen, uh, yeah, definitely come along to our educational event.
0: Super excited. Um, should we get crackleacking with the rest of the podcast? Let's do it.
1: Let's start. make Let's a start it. on what to do before your ward round. Do you want to start us off?
0: Yeah, no worries. So, guys, the number one thing I would recommend to do before your ward round is to make sure you get in early. You guys start at 8 o'clock. I personally would recommend getting around 7.45, 7.50-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly, A, number one, you get you find a good parking space because parking can be an absolute nightmare. But also, B, it allows you to anticipate how your day is going to go ahead. You get in, you look at your list, you can go through what happened overnight. If there were any after-hour reviews, it can also allows you the opportunity to anticipate any discharges. If the patient has been stable and you think, Oh, there might be discharge today. Mm -hmm. It allows you to get, a work, get ahead on the jobs needed for that discharge to be complete. Also, it allows you to predict any consults. So, for example, Mr. John Smith, the 68-year-old gentleman, had some chest pain overnight and a bit of a trop leak and some minor ECG changes. You already know that you're likely mm-hmm. to be consulting cardio. So it gives you the opportunity to chase any letters from any specialist or GP before, before you even see the patient. So you can anticipate this. Just by getting in 10, 15 minutes early, it allows you to have that extra time to do all these things.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. I definitely want to say that coming in a little bit early will make your day so much easier. Again, just like you said, It really helps you anticipate the jobs. I think Mm -hmm. when I come in in the morning, um, it's really important to go through your list. Um, I basically go through the notes, see if there's any reviews overnight, see if anyone's had a MET call or a RAPID. Usually this would be handed over to you by the night team. um, It's really good to just have a look. Um, That way you can flag it with your registrar and say, hey, we might need to go see this patient who's a little bit more sick. So they'll be impressed with you if you can say, look, this happened overnight. And and that's the same, not just the uh, notes, but have a look at the obs, have a look at the bloods um, and the scans as well. See if anything's come back overnight. And if it hasn't come back overnight, um, this is a good time to expedite things as well. Maybe you ordered a progress chest x-ray yesterday and it hadn't been done yet. So in the yep. morning you can quickly call X Ray and say, "Hey, is my patient on your list?" Um, and that way it might be able to happen before you go and see them on the round. So I think coming in early allows you to do lots of lots of um, important tasks that can help the rest of your day run smoother.
0: And speaking of lists, Smith, you quickly mentioned this, but when, pay, when say, for your boss is on take, is there anything new or different you have to do with your list?
1: Yes. So I think most of you would know this by now, but for those of you who are on ED or relief, um, something that you need to be aware of when you're on a ward term is whether or not your team is on take or post-take. On mm-hmm. take means that your consultant is responsible for accepting ED admissions under your specialty. That mm-hmm. means the next day, the next morning, you'll be post-take which means you'll have lots and lots of new patients. So it's really important that day especially that you come in a little bit early so you can go through the Blacktown Hospital list and add any new patients to your list. Now, there are a few things that you need to consider. Number one is once you've added all the new patients, some of these patients might actually be known to another uh, consultant under that specialty. And different, uh, different um, specialties have different rules for this. For example, if it's a cardiology patient and they've seen a cardiologist even five years ago at the hospital they mm-hmm. technically belong to that cardiologist still. So go yep. through your list, um, Add go through your patient. sorry, add them to your list and any new ones that are actually known to another specialist, make sure you notify that team that they've got a new uh, new patient under their list as well. Um, but uh, anything else to add for that?
0: Um, no, I guess a good, good way to see if they're known to any boss or any specialist mm. is to make sure you like – there's many ways to do this, but the ways I kind of use it is, number one, I go through old discharge summaries, see if they've been under a particular BOSS. This also allows me to, like, see, look at their past medical history as well and see if there were any specific medications they were on or any of their previous histories which you may not have. Uh, another way you can do it is if you, in EMR, if you look at the past medical history list, um, it'll come up with Oh the yeah, sometimes of the Yeah,
1: sometimes people document, you know, skin cancer yep. is known to Dr. X. So you can look at the past medical history list, yep.
0: And also there's an encounter tab on EMR. So make sure that you look at that as well. And it just goes through a lot of like all their hospital encounters. So every doctor that they've seen in hospital and um, if, if a specialist pops up, you can just see if they were consulting them or if they were actually known to them. So that's a good way to see if the boss, if the patient is known to any particular boss.
1: Yeah, definitely. Those are yeah really good ideas. So make sure you go through all of that when you add all the new patients and then, I guess basically it'd be time to... Having that extra time is what allows you to print your list and get it all ready. So that is intern's responsibility, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So get your list ready. Print out um, specific lists for your bosses as well. I think um, most bosses appreciate that. Yep. And is there anything else that you do before uh, before you start your day?
0: Uh, No, Miss. I think we kind of touched on everything. So like, oh, I guess what I would do is look at the OBS. Mm-hmm. I guess that's one thing we haven't touched on. Um, just look at the observations, check if the patients had any fevers overnight or if they had any, if they had any new oxygen requirements, Ooh. sometimes you may not be handed this over. Yeah. You look at you, the patient might be saturating hundred percent and underneath you'll see, Oh wait, they're actually on two liters. Mm. Why are they on two liters? It just gives you that extra bit of opportunity to let your reg know, Hey, maybe we should see this patient first mm. because they have a bit of a change. Um, but like we, like we kind of touched on last week, don't use dot .capital V. Make sure you actually look at the trends of the observations, see if there have any fevers, if it be tachycardic or hypotensive, any of the above, um, and take it from there. And I think you've already touched on just make sure you look at um, any scan results or check mm. if there's any blood results, if anything you need to expedite or anything you need to make your reg aware of as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. How about if you may have forgotten anything in the morning,
0: Oh, right. Yep. (laughs) I have done this multiple times. And if you guys say you've never done this and you're lying, because I guarantee everyone would do this at some point. I always forget to order blood sometimes, not always, sometimes, especially when I started working, I'd forget to order blood for the patient, but that's okay. Getting in early allows you to order blood for the afternoon round, which is before two o'clock. So if you realize, Mr. John Smith, oh, you forgot to order a CMP, that's okay. You can order it before 2 o'clock and it will get done before the end of the day.
1: Yeah, I usually, just for safety's case, when I order the bloods for the PM round, I just put like 12 PM to make sure that it kind of falls into the, uh, you know, queue of the bloods that the PM round pathologist has to take.
0: Yep, same. For the the morning one, I'll do like five o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and for the afternoon i'll do one o'clock
1: yes perfect so shall we go on to what to do after you finish your ward round which we touched on in the last episode
0: all righty so now you've done your ward round myth what's the first thing you should do after your ward round
1: get a coffee yes <laughs> sure agreed definitely i think you've just you know gone through this super busy ward round first thing you should do is get a coffee and take a bit of a breather
0: Definitely agreed. And, guys, fun fact, if you go down to Gloria Jeans, sometimes they'll make drinks off the menu for you if you're feeling really quirky. I remember one time I went down with my team and I was like, hey, guys, surprise us with a drink. And I actually got, like, some Swiss orange mocha combination. Very exotic, very nice. So you can always have a bit of cheeky fun like that as well. Um, And I think the next thing would be just to make sure after you have your cup of coffee or even during your coffee, you can always have a quick paper round, Mm -hmm. touch base with your team, go through – uh, these are the jobs need to be done, these the, these consults need to be done, um, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a good opportunity just to recap of everything you've done in the ward round.
1: Yeah, I agree. And this is a really good time to clarify with your registrar what the most... Um time sensitive jobs are so you know you've got so many jobs from the board round and it can be a little bit overwhelming Mm -hmm. um and the most important thing for you to do at this point is to systematically go through them and prioritize them appropriately so doing a paper round you can ask your reg okay what are the jobs that need to be done first um and you can highlight that
0: yep and speaking of systematically going through jobs guys i think uh for me personally number one on the list would be getting the consults done Mm. out of the way i think it's con doing consults is more important than ordering bloods for tomorrow, et cetera. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You should, you should definitely get your consult in before 12 o'clock by latest, by latest two o'clock, because you also have to respect the fact that the other registrar that you're consulting also has their own patients that they have to see. They, you also have to give them enough time to run the consult by their boss yes. as well. And they have, probably many other consults to see as well. So I think it's very, very important to get your consults in early. Make sure you have a clear question as to why you're consulting them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the punchline you kind of open up the consults with. And if you don't know, ask your registrar, hey, why am I consulting? Mm-hmm. What's the question I'm asking? They're, all registrars are more than happy to answer that question. And for whatever reason, if you haven't been able to get a hold of the other registrar that you're consulting by 2 o'clock latest, escalate to your own mm-hmm. reg and see if they can try and contact the registrar or if they can go directly to the boss. But make sure you get your consult in early.
1: Yeah, I just want to echo everything you said again. This is so important. And Mm -hmm. I think having that two o'clock mark in mind is really important because sometimes uh, the consult can wait till tomorrow. So, you know, just flag it at two. Say, hey, look, I haven't had any luck. Do you want me to try their mobile? Do you want to contact the boss? Or should we just defer this to tomorrow? And then your registrar can guide you appropriately. So please... Nothing after 2 o'clock, if possible, unless it's urgent. There are always exceptions to the case, but yep. please try to prioritize your consults early.
0: Yep, definitely agreed. Um, I think, and, yeah, it's also a good habit to get them in early. Mm-hmm. Uh, very important. And I think the next step I would do... What would, actually, Miss, let's let's see what you would do. Miss, <laughs> what would you do after you get your consults on?
1: So, we've made all our consults. I've notified all the registrars in a timely manner. The next thing I'll probably do is go through whoever is being discharged that day and I will do their medication reconciliation. Mm -hmm. So this doesn't mean you have to, you know, do the whole discharge summary and get everything ready because that can be quite time-consuming. But just doing that medication reconciliation is really helpful because that gives pharmacy enough time to get the medications ready. And while they're getting all that ready, you can finish off the discharge and go through your job. So that kind of allows things to be tied in quite well together. What about you? What would you do next?
0: No, I agree. Medrec is very important. Uh, pharmacy is also looking out to the rest of the hospital patients. Mm-hmm. So make sure you get that in early. Completely agree with you. After that, I'd probably order the relevant investigations I need to order. Yes. Make sure I get them done early so it gives you ample time to make sure that they're, they're done throughout the day and also gives you a lot of time to make sure you can actually chase the results as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. If you do scans early and you can see the result before you go home, if you need to action anything, then that, you know, you still have time to do that before the end of the day. So I, I agree. doing Ordering your scans early is very important. Try to do it on the water around if you can, yep. but if you can't do it, definitely put that early up on your priority list in terms of your jobs. What next? What would you do next?
0: Uh, after getting my scans done, I would, I guess, Make sure I work through the rest of my jobs. I think the most important things are consults, med rec, and scans. After that, I just work through any other jobs that I need mm-hmm. to work through and ask for help if I need it. If I'm ever stuck, I always make sure that I ask for help, whether it be from other people doing the same term as me, even if they're not doing the same term as me, is to ask on the Microsoft Teams group chat or messaging people individually, see if they can give me a hand. Very important. We're all one big team, like I echoed earlier, and it's important to help each other out.
1: Yeah, I agree. Just go through jobs, do it, you know, make sure you go to teaching if you can. Mm -hmm. Make sure you make time to, you know, do med student teaching. Make sure you uh, make time to go to your department meetings. So all of these will kind of uh, fit in after you prioritize your time-sensitive jobs.
0: Definitely. And um, yeah, anything else, Miss?
1: I guess if you have any questions about your jobs or you're not sure what to do, again, ask, you know, your colleagues, ask in the Teams chat, ask around. And you can also just ask your registrar. I think being a JMO, you'll get out of jail card. (laughs) Let me just clarify with my registrar. But that's what they're there for. So never hesitate to ask for help. I just really want to stress that.
0: Yep. I always ask my regis for help. If I'm ever stuck or if I don't know what question I'm asking on consults or anything at all, Mm -hmm. Regis is very, they're all very supportive and they will help.
1: I think we have a great culture at Blacktown. Everybody that I've worked with has been super supportive. So please don't hesitate to ask.
0: Not at all. All righty, guys. So you've, you've done your pre ward round prep. You've done your war round and you've, you kind of know how to get your jobs done and you do your jobs. Miss, what would you do before you go home then?
1: So before I go home, I'd probably do one last check. Through all my plans, so I'd go through all my patients and go through the plans and see uh, if I have fulfilled all of them. Make sure I haven't missed anything. Yeah. Um, and if there's anything that is outstanding, I will, you know, take a mental note that that needs to be done tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but I think that's really important. Just one final list. Sometimes we even do actually a PM paper round before we go home. That kind of allows your team to touch base and see what needs to be done tomorrow, uh, what needs to be done urgently and if there's anything that needs to be handed over to after hours. What about you? What else would you do before you go home?
0: Uh, I just normally order bloods for the next day and mm-hmm. if, say if if there's any correspondence I've chased from letters from the consulting room, I would probably scan them into EMR. If you mm-hmm. guys don't know how to do this, please ask someone. I guarantee you someone will know how to do this and if you guys still don't know, shoot us a message. We're more than happy mm. to make like, I, I don't know, like maybe an Instagram series on how to, et cetera, um, yeah,
1: that'd be very helpful because it is really helpful, you know, when you're in ED, when you're on the board, um, to be able to refer to those letters and have them on our file. So please ask if you're not sure how to do that. Yeah.
0: And then after that, I guess I just hand over in tasks to after hours that I need to do. This would be by placing them, by ad hocing them and placing them on the list and also just giving after hours a courtesy page or just mm-hmm. um, meeting up with them, just giving them a handover, see if there's any patients or unstable, see if there's anything urgent that needs to be chased and escalated as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's really important. Um, and try to, try to give them a call because that is very courteous. And sometimes they're, you know, super, super busy and mm-hmm. the non-urgent jobs just aren't able to be done. But if it is something really urgent, just tell them so that they can prioritize that appropriately.
0: Yep. And speaking of busy, special shout out to any After Hours who's ever covered B Block. You guys, <laughs> okay. you guys are the MVP.
1: Yes, that exactly. That is such, such a busy floor to cover. So if you do need a job done, uh, just be aware that the after-hours person is juggling a million things at once. Mm-hmm. So if it needs to be done, just just make a note to be able to tell them directly, I think.
0: Yep. And um, anything after that, myth.
1: So I'll probably, again, think about what needs to be done tomorrow and... If there's any discharges uh, for people that I know are going home tomorrow, maybe there's somebody uh, that's an early capacity discharge that might be discharged early in the morning. Mm -hmm. In that case, I would quickly try to prep their discharge, which shouldn't be too much if you've got a great issues list running. But try to prep that discharge, do the med rec, so that they can go home as early as possible. What about you? Anything else you'd do before you head off?
0: No, I think you, you have nailed the last point that I was going to mention. So, yeah, I know. I think we've covered everything.
1: I think there's one more thing that I would say. Yeah. Um. So of course, you might be in. En- you might end up working really, really late <laughs> hours at the hospital. Mm-hmm. So I think it's good practice to make sure that you claim your overtime.
0: Yeah, good point.
1: And it's really important to, you know, sometimes oh, I'll do it later, I'm just trying to go home. But it's really important to try to claim it on the the exact day that you leave. Yeah, It makes it a lot easier for the workforce to be able to process your claims. Um, and, you know, you should be compensated for the hard work that you do. Um, the other thing that I'd like to highlight is that when you're claiming overtime, it's important because it demonstrates where, you know, the deficiencies in rostering are the head of the department can have a look and say, hey, look, why is my, why is my JMO working 20 hours of overtime this week? Mm-hmm. You know, why are they are working crazy amount of overtime? And they can actually justify getting more stuff. Yep. So it's not just, um, you know, to help you and make sure that you are compensated for the hard work you're doing, but it also allows the higher-ups to have a look and see where we can help get, make things better for the next lot.
0: Definitely. Um, thanks for reminding me. I actually need to mm. fill out my overtime for this week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you end no. up
1: forgetting and then I this know. thing will get missed. So I it's know. really important that you try to do that as soon as possible.
0: So, so Miss raise an excellent point. Make sure you guys fill out like your overtime claims um, pretty much straight away so you don't forget them. It's very important to be compensated for the work that you put in and be honest about the overtime yes. claims that you put in. Don't, don't try to fudge them a little bit. Mm. Um, I think it's very important to be honest, especially as doctors, Yes. Um, and just, yeah, make sure you, you guys are actually compensated for the work that you put in.
1: Definitely. I think that's a really important point to highlight as well. Thank All you, right. Kripman.
0: No worries. I think, I think
1: that just about, yeah, wraps
0: things up. Yeah, i ready to wrap things up. So thanks, guys. Thank you so much for listening to another podcast. We had a great time recording this as we always do. And uh, we're really looking forward to creating content that's really tailored to you guys and see, hearing from you guys, see what you guys want to hear from us. We've already had some lovely suggestions. And mind you, they're already in the works. So stay tuned mm-hmm. for further podcasts. And yeah, I guess have a lovely week and
1: till next time. Have a lovely week. Stay tuned for when we get lots of different doctors from the hospital, including registrars, ATs who are very keen to um, get on board as well. So stay tuned. It's all happening. And I guess we'll see you in the next episode.
0: See you soon, guys. See you you soon. Bye. Bye.